You're listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. Um, one of my favorite preachers is T.D. Jakes. Um, he's so good. He said something this week and it hit me. He was like, I want you to have a relationship with your Bible, even if it's on the phone. I want you to actually like experience it. So we're going to read out of Matthew 25. And can you just give me like a thumbs up or a nod when you find it? If not, it'll be up on up on the s- screen there. Yeah? Oh, Lucas, yes. Okay, good. All right, so Matthew 25 says this, verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is alive today. And I ask that it would fall on good soil, that our hearts and our ears would be open to hear the word that you have for us today. Christ Jesus, we surrender and submit ourselves to you this morning. And we say thank you that you are in this place and that you are with us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So earlier this week, I was um, driving with all my kids in the car and we were listening to the soundtrack to Susicle the Musical. If any of you haven't heard that, um, it's cute. Anyways, so we're listening to Susical the Musical, and this song comes on about Horton Hears the Who. Do you, do, like, do you guys know that story? Horton Hears the Is that? It's Horton up there? Yes. Isn't he so cute? All right, so the song comes on, and if you don't know the story about Horton, basically this big old elephant is walking through the jungle, and he finds this speck. And, well, he's walking, and he thinks he hears like a little yell like a little something, and he's like, something, I hear something, and it basically goes on to find out that there's this whole community of people on this speck that are on this fluff, and it's the who's. Um, So this morning, my message is called, Who's Your Who? Um, And before we kind of go into that more, um, when I was hearing this song, and they're like, who's your who? And then they're singing, uh, the whole thing about the book is a person's a person, no matter how small. And we're singing it, and I'm like, yeah, a person's a person, no matter how small. And the car just like hit me. It just like hit me in the feels. Um, and I couldn't help but remember the way that Caleb ended his sermon last week. And he said, if Jesus were here today in this city, where would he be? And I remember last Sunday, I was sitting over there, and all I could picture in my mind was like all these little thought bubbles popping up all over the room, and they were all different. The answer was all different, and they were all right. And before we see that, before we go more into that, I I just, I wanted us to understand that 
Jesus has prepared us and equipped us and called us to this work today. You know, when I saw those little bubbles popping up, I saw him in a boardroom. I saw him having dinner at a fancy house. I saw him with a single mom or dad. I saw him in the hospital room. I saw him in prison. I saw him with the homeschooling mom. I saw him at school with my kids. So who's your who? But before we figure out who our who is, I want you to understand how God has positioned us and equipped us for here, this missional Christ-like living. And I know that sounds kind of fancy, but it's not. Because some of you might be thinking, I don't, I don't measure up. Like, I can't even get out of my head some days. Like, how am I going to figure out who my who is and then go do stuff? And, or maybe you're, you've been coming for the last few Sundays and you hear this word microchurch being said out loud and you're like, wait a minute, does this mean that I'm going like, to go off and start on my own church and do my own thing? No, it doesn't, Um, in the traditional sense of the word. So whether you've been a Christian your whole life or you're still wondering about this Jesus guy and where you fit in this church, I want to tell you what Jesus has done for you, okay? So here's what the Bible says, and what I know to be true is that, that we all fall short of the glory of God. It says that we have sinned, that we've missed the mark, that God made this perfect creation, but he gave us this free will, and we rebelled against him, and we've inherited sin, and we can't get away from that. But God made a way for us to have right relationship with him once again. And actually, I was thinking about this, that no other religion like that I've ever heard of does this, what Christ has done. Every other religion, you got to earn your way back to relationship with God. You got to muster up within yourself enough goodness, get yourself cleaned up, or just find it within your own power to deserve salvation, to deserve enlightenment, to deserve oneness with God. But Jesus says no. He says, nah, I'm the judge, but I'll also become the one who takes on the punishment and what they deserve. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but Christ Jesus came and he was like, no, he kind of stepped off that podium, the judge. He actually takes off that judge's robe and he kind of tosses it over your way, goes up to the guy and says, here, take me, I'll pay the price. And actually, he says, their record is clean. I'm not even going to remember their sins or what they've done. And so here you are with this robe on that he tossed you away, and it says righteous all over it. And it says clean. And it says, I don't remember those sins anymore. And not only that, but all of a sudden in that moment, you become part of God's family. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, that you are saved, that you belong to the family of God. So this is what he does. He says, you belong here. You are part of God's family. And now he makes room for you and you belong. The Father gives good gifts now to his children. And we're going to look into those good gifts, and we're going to read some scriptures that will show you how God has positioned and equipped you for missional living. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 12, 27. And I'm going to let you guys find that. And give me a thumbs up. Who brought their Bible today? 
Oh, yeah, look at that. Like actual Bible or phone Bible? I love it. You guys are old school. This is good. All right, so we're going to read 1 Corinthians 12 so that we're going to kind of, and I want you to hear it and listen to kind of what God has done for you and what he's doing and what he's um, freely given to you. All right, 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. And God has placed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? I think the answer is no, not all the time. Um, Now eagerly desire greater gifts. Now Romans 12 Verse 4, and I think it'll come up so you guys can follow along. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many, though many, form one body. Each member belongs all to the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according to your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encouragement, give encouragement. If it's giving, give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This is good news, right? Would you agree with me? Come on, would you agree with me? Some of you, yeah, a little bit. Half-hearted clap there, that's okay. This is good news, but now what, right? You know you're able, you know you're called to do something, but how do you go about figuring out what to actually do in your daily life, every day? And I'm going to give you an example of that today and kind of how that came about Um, and what I believe a microchurch got started. So I'm going to invite my friend Danielle and I don't know if Becky's coming. She's going to come up after. All right, Danielle, there's a baby being handled. Okay, good. So I'm going to invite Danielle up. And as she comes, as she talks, I want you to listen kind of how this came about, how, how this ministry came about, what steps were taken to start, um, start something that's very much alive and like sharing Jesus with a very specific group of people. And this is so encouraging to me. So take it away. All right. Thank you, Kelly. Okay. Just going to look at my time here. You know? Okay. <laughs> Got to stay focused. So um, I had a dream. I had a dream of me, Becky, and Kelly. We were all pregnant <laughs> in the dream. And we were at a uh, triple gender reveal party. And I was like, and that was like, that was the dream. And I woke up and I was like, Okay, God, I don't think this is a physical pregnancy. For me, it is. But not for the three, not for the other two. And so I just asked him, I said, Lord, is there anything to is there anything here with this dream? And so I felt like he just said, Why don't you just ask the girls if they think there is? Let, share the dream with them. Ask them if they think there is, and just pray together. Because, you know, maybe there is something here that he has for the three of us. So I called them up, and I told them about the dream, and I said, would you girls be up to pray? And just ask God if he has anything here, 
and if he wants to do anything with the three of us. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. So we started meeting on Zoom once a week and just praying and encouraging each other and sharing about our motherhood journey. We have 12 children (laughs) under nine between the three of us. And so we're in the thick of motherhood. And so um, we just started sharing, like, what was working, what wasn't working, what was hard, our victories. And we did that for about three months. And we were just really encouraged, all of us. And we were seeing fruit from it. And we were getting excited. And we're like, you know what? Maybe there's other moms in our season of life who need this encouragement. And so we talked about it. And we're like, well, why don't we just start recording our conversations? And so we started recording our conversations and putting them on um, Facebook and just sharing what God was showing us and where we were having challenges. And and it was just so good. And we just started taking little steps and just asking the Lord what to do next. And so then we're like, well, let's start putting these on YouTube, you know? Let's get a YouTube channel. We can put them all together. You know, we got a little logo. I think she said it was up there maybe. (laughs) Um, Just like little, just little things, you know, that, it was, and you know what? Sometimes you don't know what to do, but you just ask the Lord. And we're not just, if you're in the kingdom of God, you're not just a mom or just a doctor or just, a, you know, you're not just a, you're his. You're his hands and his feet. And what God has for us right now in this season, like sometimes I can go overwhelmed and be like, Lord, how? How do you want me to share your love? But we found a way. We found a way to equip and disciple moms in our season of life. And it's been really awesome. And then I was feeling super overwhelmed. And I was like, Lord, this is hard. And I'm like, you know what? I know the truth. I know that the truth works. But I don't feel like doing the truth right now. So maybe I would feel like doing it for other people. And so I told the girls. And I felt like the Lord said, do a challenge. Get back on track, but do with other women. So I told them about that, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. So then we did a 10-day challenge in July. We had like 50 women that came. And we were like, whoa, we were not expecting that (laughs) because it was our first one. And so we actually had to cap it because we wanted to be able to connect with each of these women and be able to, you know, share our stories and our life together. And so that was the first challenge, and it was awesome. People loved it, and we got super encouraged. We got pumped up. The first day of the challenge, I woke up with joy, and I was excited. It's like, because when we're doing what God's called us to do, there's a a life. If you're not doing what God's called you to do, you're kind of dying inside. And so you have to find what brings you passion and joy and what he's called you to do. And you know what? Usually we try to, we complicate it so much, but it's like, where are you in your life right now that you, that God can use you in? And just start there and ask him there. And really, we just took the steps. Yeah. And um, we're just, we're just going for it. And we're actually starting another challenge tomorrow, another 10-day challenge all about putting Jesus at the center Because as back to school is starting, you know, it's like we got to get, everybody gets their priorities right in life and organize their life and their kids. And it's like, what about organizing our hearts and our minds and putting Jesus first? So that's what we're doing. So if you want to join, you can talk to us. (laughs) Little little plug. And um, we're just excited because not only is it encouraging us, but it's encouraging other women, and it's bringing all of us closer to Jesus. And our prayer is that it's going to bring them closer to Jesus, and they're going to bring somebody else closer to Jesus, and so forth. So, yeah, it's awesome.
Okay, I just wanna share my part in this thing in hopes that it inspires you guys because it was, yeah, I think it, it surprised us all how simple it was. Um, so when Danielle asked us, <laughs> I think we were on Messenger or something and she said it, and I just didn't have a reason to say no. Like I didn't, I mean, being my best friend and everything, I mean, it's gotta be pretty significant <laughs> for me to be like, no. <laughs> but, but all the same, uh, it was just kind of like, I don't really have a good reason to say no. And this is, I don't know if you said, but this is like kind of still in the middle of COVID, like quite in the middle of it. Yeah, and so, you know, I mean, life is still busy, obviously, with kids and all that, but I'm like, I'm not doing <laughs> a lot right now. Everybody's kind of like, what do we do? And so I'm like, I don't have a good reason to say no. So this is my kind of thought in it is, how often can we come up with some reason or some excuse that, and this was like kind of a super easy way, like somebody handed me an opportunity, right? Like I didn't have to sit there and be like, Jesus, I wanna do something for you and like come up with it on my, on my own. She just kind of like gave me the opportunity. And so if, if any of you guys are in that position where somebody has suggested something, or even maybe you're a person who doesn't like working alone. Like I always, I always joke to Keenan when he says, makes a comment about how he like always takes out the trash or something. I say, well, that's why I got married. <laughs> I was like, so I don't have to do that. But like, I genuinely like to do things together. And so if you're like a person, like be a team, if you're a person like that, like find somebody or like maybe there's somebody in your life that has a different skill set, like Danielle and Kelly's, you know, kind of like strengths are different than mine. And you could be like, hey, like I'm thinking about this. What could we do? Maybe you don't even have an idea. Cause I'm just trying to like backtrack and think if she hadn't presented this opportunity to me or God hadn't told her to say something, like how could I have still found myself in a similar situation? And I think it can be as easy as like, hey, like let's, let's do something like, might I don't know maybe it might be like a short-term thing but it might not like it might take off so you never know so just to inspire you to say like um and actually I was thinking my mom used to say this thing to me like this is the only one-liner I remember from her in our childhood is like do your best and God will do the rest but it's so true because I didn't have to be an expert at mom stuff like I didn't have to be an expert even like with the, the technology side of it, like it's taken us a while to like, let's make the video shorter and like, let's make the title like easy to read and like catchy and like that side of it is slow, <laughs> but, but we're getting there. And like, I didn't have to be an expert. So it's just kind of one of those things like do what you can do. Yeah. Give like, come up with like an idea, like, okay, I need some Holy Spirit inspiredness. This is my idea. God, how can you take that to something that'll actually work? And like, let's just see what he does because I don't know, it's been really inspiring to um, give something to the Lord, like what you know you're designed to do, like encourage people or yeah, like help equip, like all those things that the church is supposed to be, but like not in here. Like it's been kind of cool with COVID, like you're forced to be, yeah, doing something out of your own home or like your own time with your computer or however it is. And so, yeah, if that's inspiring at all to you, you don't have an idea Maybe you don't have a person, you're like, well, I don't have a team. It's like, well, reach out. Maybe there's somebody who's willing to be like, I don't have an excuse to say no, so I'm gonna say yes and we'll see what happens. Because <laughs> that was literally all I did is I was just like, well, I don't have a good reason to say no, so I'm not gonna say no. Yeah. And it turned out so good. So yeah. Yeah, and now it's been eight months of, of kind of diligently serving the Lord. Thanks guys, that's so awesome. All right, these guys are awesome. I love it. So I don't know if you guys remember, but we've been talking about kind of the three irreducible minimums. Did I say that right? Because I always mess it up. Uh, but it's worship, community, and mission. 
it, that, that makes church, wherever that's happening, whether it's in your house, in your heart, in your family, right here in this place, it's happening. And, and as I was thinking about kind of this last like eight months of our life kind of doing this thing together is I realized we started with worship. We were like, we're going to pray. We're going to have communion. We're going to ask the Lord to inspire our hearts and we're going to encourage one another. And then the community piece just kind of happened because there's three of us, right? Like we found a friend, like we always say, like call a friend. Um, and then the missions piece, we just kind of did it. And as my good friend Charlotte would say, do it afraid. You know, even if you're not, uh, if, even if you mess up a little bit at the beginning, like I can't even count the amount of times that I've started to lead a worship set with my capo in the wrong fret. And I just, just got to go click and click it on to the right place. And nobody kicked me out. You know, nobody was like, get out of here. You're not going to ever lead again. Like, because I messed up a little, but then I just fixed it. Um, and so for me, honestly, that's like super encouraging that, that I don't have to have it all together or all right. Um, because the reality is I'm never going to be enough. I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to measure up to what even a picture in my own head of what I should look like or serve like or the amount of knowledge I need to do X, Y, Z. But Christ Jesus is enough for me. And if I put fully my trust in him and, and really surrender, and that's a daily thing, like that's a, that's a daily thing I got to do, then, then really we can do anything together. I know it sounds like super positive and peppy, but I'm serious. It's true. Um, it's true. I'm going to read a couple more scriptures. And I really, I, I don't have much more for you other than, than to give you some homework. And, and maybe we'll take five minutes at the end here to kind of just do some heart checks. Um, so pray. Who's your who? Maybe you're like, I think I'm my who right now. I can't even get out of this. So maybe just start with this. Who's, like, Jesus, come into my heart. I shared this story last week with some people, and I said I had a, a rough week one time. And I've done this throughout my life where I do this thing where as soon as I start to wake up, like, I, you know, kind of start to open your eyes. And I just say, help, help me, Jesus. <laughs> I try not to move a muscle. I'm just kind of laying there. Help me, help me, Jesus. And then, I, and then I actually physically roll off my bed. I don't stand up. And I just land. And then I'm like, okay, Jesus, you're in control. Jesus, you just need to have this day, Jesus. You're just in control. Come be the Lord of my life. Help me today, Jesus. And then the next week, it actually switched from help me, Jesus, to thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you, Jesus. And then I rolled off. And then I was like, Jesus, you're so good. You're so good because you're in charge. I don't have to carry the weight of the world. I just do what you're calling me to, be, to do today. You're so good. And you get up, and then I have to change a diaper. And then you do whatever God's calling you to do. So you, dear Christian, have been chosen, called, equipped, commissioned to proclaim the excellencies of God. And that's just a fancy way of kind of sharing what God has done for you. The Bible says that you were called 
out of the darkness and into the light. And that's the simple story that we share wherever we're at. Like Danielle said, you're not just a doctor. You're not just running a company. You're not just being a mom. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Colossians 3 says, 17, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Verse 23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So we're back at the beginning when Jesus said, whatever thing you do, whatever thing you do to one of the least of these, you're doing it unto me. So maybe today you're just giving a glass of water to your really rude four-year-old. She's been rude to me lately. And that's unto the Lord today. And maybe the next day, I'm ministering in front of people, and that's unto the Lord. And maybe the next day, I'm praying over a family that's encountered some tragedy, and that's unto the Lord. So who's your who? And that starts with praying. So do you guys want to stand up with me for a bit? Because we're, we're, we're done. But I'm just going to pray for us. I pray. <laughs> and I don't want anybody to leave today if maybe you're feeling like, I don't even know where to start. We do have some people here that are ready to pray for you. So if you need prayer, you can come on up. You can come to this corner or wherever, and they'll, somebody will come and pray with you. If you're just like, I just feel like I need somebody to partner with, like somebody to come and have faith for me. Because maybe today you don't even have faith for, you know, for yourself, but if you want to just say, I just, I just need to get my heart right with the Lord, and then maybe he'll give me some vision as to what he's calling me to do in this season of my life, where I'm at. Father, I thank you that you have welcomed us into your family, that we are part of a family of the family of God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for every person who's hearing the sound of my voice. God, I thank you that your word says that you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. When I was driving to church today, I heard this line in a song that says, I set all the stars in their place so you would remember my name. You are God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people. And this is the story we tell every day with our lives. Once you did not belong to God, but now you are the people of God. You have received mercy. You hadn't received mercy before, but now you have received mercy.
Jesus, thank you. And I'm going to leave us with this. And please do not leave this place. If you need prayer, just, just come on up. Walk up to the side. Find somebody that you can say, I, I, need, I need Jesus to light a, a fire in my heart again. Or, or I need to get right with God. Or, or tell me more about relationship with Jesus. Colossians 4 says this, and this is my heart for you today, that your words be full of grace and seasoned with salt, that you would be able to give an answer for the hope that is in you wherever you go. So Jesus, we thank you that you are here and that you are with us to the end to the end. So just take some time. Come and just, just say whatever you need to say to the Lord. i
that you would open our eyes to see who you are. That you would give us a revelation of Jesus like we were praying earlier today. How good you've been to us, Lord. Because this is the wellspring. This is from where everything springs from. That we have an encounter with you, Christ Jesus, and then we can't help can't help but share your love, Jesus, because you are so good, Father. So, Father, we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So I just want to invite you again, if anybody needs prayer today, just for anything in general, there's also some people here that, that want to pray with you. If you have sickness in your body or you have something that you just want somebody to agree with you with and pray for you just feel welcome to come on up but thank you for coming to church thank you so much for worshiping with us we're probably going to keep playing and praying for a little bit but if you need to head out you're welcome to do that we love you and thank you so much for coming to church we love you we love you amen Thank you for listening to the Lifetree Church Sermon of the Week. At Lifetree, we are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about Lifetree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.